Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, C.J. Stroud versus uh, Joe Flacco. This is going to be interesting. This is playoff Flacco versus primetime C.J. I I think it's safe to say that the primetime C.J. is a thing. We wondered heading into the draft. um, Spoiler alert, it is a thing. C.J. Stroud does seem to thrive um, when the lights are brightest. That wasn't too big of a moment for him. In the playoffs, Joe Flacco, could I interest you in some stats? Yes, sir. So Joe Flacco is ten and five. He had a good squad around him, but he's ten and five. Mm-hmm. Only one time has he gone one and done. So he's he's only been one and done in the playoffs, one time. He has twenty five touchdowns, ten interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, his completion percentage is fifty six point six percent, which isn't great. But a lot of those are cold weather games, uh, and, and we know how Joe Flacco is. He's going to take a lot of shots. He has an eighty eight point six rating. So playoff Flacco, we've seen him flip the switch. And, and quite frankly, let's just be honest. When when the Browns first signed Joe Flacco, I'll speak for me. I won't speak for y'all. I won't say people. I'll I'll, I'll say me. I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I thought it was desperate. I thought it was embarrassing. Uh, I thought that eventually the Browns were going to dwindle off. Yeah. And they didn't. And, and quite frankly, he's been playing good. And and it's been a real good feel good story. Like it's it's hard for me with with this version of the Browns to muster up a lot of hate. I'll be honest. I think these are two very likable teams. I think both of these fan bases should be proud that their teams uh, are at this point for mm-hmm. sure. But Joe Flacco is playing really good, and he has shown in the past his ability to flip the switch. Yeah, and, and I just think, like, I like the Browns. I like the Browns a lot. I don't like them this week uh, because of Joe Flacco and and the story and because of the the kind of uh, the you know chaos that's going to come about if they make a run. Uh, if the Texans don't win this game, I'm going to be pulling for the Browns. Uh, and and a, lot of, a lot of it has to do with Flacco. He's kind of got – you, you mentioned the 56%. He's kind of got a little Brett Favre in that 56% because you know, he takes these shots and he trusts his arm so much. Uh, and, and sometimes that means you're going to miss because you're trying to get it in a tight window. But uh, I, I think it's an incredible st- – I think it's an incredible game. Can I give you a confession real quick here? Yeah, let's get that it That has to do with 12, this 20, game. 12-20 normally. By the way, D'Amico Ryan's at noon. He's going he's gonna to be our uh, – confessions appetizer so get ready for that it's gonna be a great press conference yeah, with D'Amico I'm really looking forward to that you know who else needs to get over themselves the oh the Texans have the early Saturday window guy I no, that's a tradition man it's a tradition baby. I could care less they've played seven first round playoff games Couldn't all, care less. all seven have been the first Couldn't game on less. Saturday I could not Thank care you. Less. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, um, who cares about that? That oh, they they put the no. 
people want to see CJ Stroud, I'm yes. fine with it. I'm I'm very much fine with it. Yes. Give me that. I'll I'll take it all day. I'm I'm good uh with that. CJ Stroud, primetime CJ. We mm-hmm. feel like that's a thing. We feel safe saying uh when the moment's big, it's not too big right. for CJ Stroud. We we had our suspicions. There were talks about it based on the Georgia game, but we 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 can now confirm that C.J. Stroud is a primetime ball player. What did we say last week? You can worry about a lot of things, but don't worry about the moment being too big for C.J. Stroud. So you have primetime Flacco, our playoff Flacco versus primetime C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Those worlds collide at 3.30. Let's hear from C.J. Stroud. And on the back end of this, there's two advantages, two significant advantages. Before we even get between the lines, there's two advantages, one for the Texans and one for the Browns, that I think deserve our attention. But let's hear from C.J. Stroud. This was him straight off the field reacting to his performance uh, and taking the Texans to the postseason in his rookie year. Yeah, first of all, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. Ooh, that's a good game. It's a lot of respect for those guys over there. Um, and to be my first season to make the playoffs, man, it's just it's been, um, it's been, it's been a, a heck of a year, man. I'm blessed enough to be – um, in this position for this great organization, this great city of Houston. And, man, I'm just blessed, man. The words can't explain how proud I am of my teammates. Um, and without them, there's no me or no winning, or you know what I'm saying? So it's just a blessing just to be able to be part of something special. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's tremendously special. Um, it's just, like I said before, just a, a multitude of great people and a great organization putting putting together um, this time. You know, like one thing that I think about, like all the time we spend together, away from our families, away from our hometowns, away from people we love, like, like it means something now, you know. Like it always has, but um, just the time that we put in together, um, to see it kind of to, to, for the fruits of that labor to to to, to come to be, yeah, it's a blessing, man. I'm I'm just blessed to be a part of this. Now, just know that you guys have already been through built some grit, won a lot of these close games, play that makes you built even better for playoff football. Hundred percent, yeah. We we definitely um, know what it takes to win, and I always tell them boys like it don't got to be close. So hopefully, man, we start putting four quarters together, but. In these type of games, man, like you, that's kind of how it goes. You know, it's up uphill battle. It's up and down, and um, all it is, all you got, all you want is the dub. So we're we're proud of that. Donald with this franchise wrong the last couple of years. Hannah and Cal hired him to be the rookie head coach. A lot of work went in for them to draft you as well. Hannah runs off the field tonight. Experience, you can't stop crying. So give her that moment and this franchise that moment means a lot to you. Um. The conversation I had on the phone with um, with um, Mr. McNair when I got drafted was like just it was like man like God sent him like to be a part of uh, my life and Miss um, McNair has been amazing as well. Just like cause, I mean it's my first team so I really don't know but like a lot of my teammates say man a lot of other places aren't like that you know so I'm just blessed enough to um, be um, with them through this time you know and. Um, D'Amico is is a perfect guy for this job, man. He he brings something out of his players that like is indescribable, just like that strain, that that mental stability, that toughness that he talks about. So, um, man, I can do nothing but just be appreciative and just be thankful for where 
um, I was picked and like the situation we're in now. And um, it's just been a blessing. All right, there you go. That's uh, C.J. Stroud. So I, I think there's two big advantages. D'Amico Ryan's, by the way, at noon. Lunchtime confessions. I, I got to tell you, bro. Mm-hmm. When we get to lunchtime confessions, you, you're kind of acting a little creepy lately. I am not. You're acting creepy, about and you're what? creeping out some of the Texans' best players. I got. I got to talk to you about How? this. We'll we'll talk about it at eleven at twelve twenty. I'm I'm. We need to we we need to have a talk. The last thing I am is creepy. We need to have a talk about this at twelve twenty. Yeah, right. I think you might come on my side and say that you're and doing say that I am creepy. Yeah, you're doing some cre- <laughs> you're you're doing some creepy things. You know what? I, I am creepy. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Landry. I think you might agree. Twelve twenty. I'm not creepy. You know Lopez. He's a lightweight kind of creepy yeah, guy. We'll, we'll get there at twelve twenty. <laughs> and and I, I I think he might be to blame for the worst thing that happened to the Texans on Saturday. Honestly, I think I think he might have. Who? You. We'll get I'm it, to blame. We'll get into it at twelve twenty. We'll hear from D'Amico Ryan. All right. All right. Oh, I want to hear this now. I do too. Well, twelve twenty. <laughs> Um, there are two big advantages that I think, like before we even get it, before we start talking about Amari Cooper, C.J. Stroud, Miles Garrett, like all these, all these big players in this game. I think there's two advantages, one on each side, that have shaped up over the last week and a half, two weeks. And I, I want, I don't know which one matters the most, especially with two teams that are pretty evenly matched when yeah. C.J. Stroud is um, under center, mm-hmm. but. Advantage one is the Browns being able to rest. The Browns last week were able to rest. Uh, they're they're gonna be, they're gonna have two weeks off before they step on that field. It's mm-hmm. a team that's been very banged up. Uh, you got to think they're gonna be as healthy as they could possibly be Saturday afternoon at NRG. That's one of Joe Flacco, Miles Garrett, Amari Cooper all sat out. Yes. Yeah. However, on the Texans side, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's value in this or not. They, they've basically already played a playoff game. Yep. Like, not basically. That was a playoff game in Indianapolis against the Colts. And they already had to go through the win or go home mindset. Like, they already had to go through that. So, that is based – they're already in that routine. They're not, you know, resting, chilling, week off, show up to the game in your sweats, just hang out, ice no. up. They're, they're already in that mindset that, you know, that win or go home mindset. So, I think that – it can either be an advantage for the Texans. It can be an advantage for the Browns. They can both be advantages, but I do think those are those are things worth at least acknowledging before we get into this this thing. Yeah, I, I, what I like about it is last week was treated like a playoff game in practices too. Like they were basically all walkthroughs the Texans had uh, because they needed okay. Let's we're just rest all week. The season's over. There's not a whole lot else we can learn from tackling and full contact. It was basically all walkthroughs. So I think they're actually, while they're not healthy, and we know that because Will Anderson only had 31 snaps and some of these other guys weren't able uh, able to go, they're better. And and here's the other aspect that how do we know some of these guys aren't coming back this week? The Texans. You know, there's a very real possibility that some guys that, that were out are coming back now. Yeah. And you, I would look at Robert Woods. Robert Woods was on the field working out before, which mm-hmm. which leads me to believe yeah. that he could give it a go this week. Yeah, I don't know about Noah Brown, Jonathan Grenard. Uh, not sure, and, and you know it's the foot or whatever, so mm-hmm. he he can he can ice that up. Um, but you also like uh, tomorrow's injury report is going to be real telling because we're going to get a grasp of yeah. who's hurt, who's more hurt, who's not hurt, who's feeling good, all that. So that. Tomorrow is going to give a lot of clarity, but it is interesting, you know, you being in the, in that 
mindset of the Texans and then the mindset versus the Browns. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and and, and once again, just for those who may not realize this, it's a Saturday game, of course, as we mentioned, which means tomorrow's a practice day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but no travel Friday, so that's good. Amari Cooper. What are they going to do about Coop? We'll get, we'll, <laughs> that was uh, quite the performance he had last time they yeah, Stingley should have followed him around. Well, I mean, I know D'Amico Ryan says that's not what we do, but is this gonna is this a time to maybe play what man. you do? No, nah, they're not gonna change. Here's my here's my concern. And we're we're getting into the to the Cleveland thing. My concern is this. I think Steven Nelson's really hurt. Yeah. He's I do been too. he's been playing hurt all year. Props to him. You could kind of see it against the Colts. I, I don't think he's right. I agree. I don't think he's right at all. Yeah. And and I, I kind of like. I'm liking. Uh, I'm I'm liking uh, Kareem Jackson out there. Uh, I really am. Uh, I think it's going to end up being you know just another little added benefit. Jalen Petrie bench last time these teams met. Uh, so you have that element. Uh, the other element that is, I don't know what to make of it. That the Browns didn't have a kicker last time these teams faced. And I, I think that's kind of I, – I don't know how this balances out, but at the end of the first half, the Browns could have made it a three-possession game. Mm-hmm. Instead, they had to throw the interception. That's where Stingley got Flacco. And now – but there were other times where they went for it on fourth down, they ended up scoring. Yeah. So I don't know where that balances out. Like, the Texans got beat 36-22. The, the game looked worse than the score because it was that dominant. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these fourth-down conversions and stuff that they had, those aren't – I don't – I think – in other instances, they're probably going to be leaning towards kicking. So I don't know how that balances out, too. Especially on the road playoffs. Uh, playoffs being the operative word. I agree, I, but, I, you know, bringing it back full circle again. CJ Stroud didn't play, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. What are we What are we doing here? You can't – there's not a whole lot uh, that you can you can get out of that when, when you know – when you just saw what CJ Stroud did uh, and, and he didn't play in that first Browns game. Do you fear Joe Flacco – Yes, absolutely. That was quick. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I said he's kind of got that Brett Favre feel, and he's hot, and he's in the perfect position, and he still doesn't have it, a whole lot of pressure on him. I know the playoff game brings more pressure, but he's just he'll out there. He'll throw it to you, though. He will throw it to he'll you. He'll throw it to That's you. That's what I said, the kind of the Brett Favre thing. But but I think he'll he's out there just, like, feeling good, loving life, you know, just in the, you know he's getting it done with the Browns, and he has that defense. Uh, yeah, he's a scary, scary. This is, I wanted, I, I ultimately, I, last week I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe go to Kansas City over the Browns. Once it happened, I was like, yeah, this is good. I mean, with the way the crowd's going to be, the stadium's going to be rocking. Uh, you know, CJ coming off of that big game, uh, first playoff game that it kind of has a feel better than anything Bill O'Brien, you know, gave us uh, during his era. I love the home game factor here. It's going to be sold out, first sellout of the year uh, at home. Uh, I like that over anything else, but uh, that is that is a scary, scary opponent. I mean, I mean, make no mistake about. It. I feel pretty good about the game. You fear Joe Flacco, Figgy? You fear him? I kind of fear playoff Joe Flacco a little bit, okay. a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be like a blowout or nothing like that. But I do kind of fear playoff Flacco. Okay, you? No, really? I mean, I respect him, mm-hmm. but I don't. You know, I. You ain't worried about playoff Flacco, though? Uh, playoff Flacco can flip the switch. And, and and there's been times where I've doubted Joe Flacco, and he's he's made a fool of me. But 
look, it's right there on a platter. Like, here, here's, here's the thing. The Browns, if they want to put in the tape of the Texans versus Browns a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. like, from, from the Texans' offense versus the Browns' defense, yes, like, the same guys will pretty much be blocking their interior D-line, and you can f- take something from that. But what are you really going to take away from that? There was no CJ Stroud. Case the Keenum can't get away. Different. Yeah, so there's nothing. There's nothing they can really take from that. Nothing that like that. That means nothing. You can wipe that away. No, but are you are you worried about the defense a little bit? That's that's what I'm. That, I'm worried that, about the Texans that's, defense. That's a little my bit, man. that's my concern, and I agree with you. But I think there's a there's a visual of what it looks like when your defense gets absolutely beat down. So I think D'Amico at least like the, the Browns don't have that because CJ didn't yeah. play. Like in a crazy way. It's almost beneficial that C.J. Stroud missed that game. Oh, I think it is. Because now yeah, – oh, I think it is. Because the Browns, that's the offense. That's their offense right yeah. there. And, and by the way, we're talking about Amari Cooper and Joku's a mofo against this defense too. That yeah. is a bad yeah. – those are two guys that you yeah. have to worry about. But we saw both of them perform against the Texans. So there's an actual visual. Like, D'Amico Ryans can say, Jalen Petrie, this is why you got benched. Um, this is why Amari Cooper was able to do what he did. So they have that, and the Browns don't have that. The, the Browns, like the game plan, the Texans are going to come at them with. I think it's probably going to like be, if the Browns watch that tape, you're wasting your time, right? Absolutely. Like, what do you it, even it, say? No, like, they're in, not watching that tape. The D line can, like yeah, the D line, yeah. like D line. You can watch. This is how they block. This is how they did that. But even the mindset that Bobby Slowick had in that game versus what he's going to yeah. have now, yeah. that is nothing. But D'Amico Ryans, as a defensive guy, and Matt Burke and all these guys, you have a visual of what an assing looks like yes. handed to your defense. So I think that is one advantage that the Texans do have. Another one, we started with just two with two advantages, one on each side. I think that's an advantage the Texans have. Uh, like, Bobby Slowick is not, I mean, he's not going to bring anything that he had uh, in that first game. I mean, just based on the quarterback alone, and they were coming along with a seven, Singletary, et cetera. By the way, Dalton Schultz, uh, you know, kind of back in a groove as well. Uh, so that's going to be – no, it, it, it's going to be a big advantage for the Texans. Coming up, Nico Collins, he thrived on the big stage. Is there an overreaction to be had about Nico Collins? And is there a Jeff Van Gundy here? Don't ignore in victory what you would not ignore in defeat when it comes to the, Brown, to the Texans beating the Browns. Reaction Monday continues next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Nico Collins, nine catches, 195 yards, touchdown. Texans' first team to score uh, on their first offensive play this season in the NFL. I would say that's pretty good. And they needed it. Robert Woods scratched. Noah Brown out. We already know about Tank Dell. They they needed every bit uh, of what Nico Collins did, and he was able to produce. The other receivers, two receptions for 11 yards. Mm -hmm. Look, I like what Nico Collins did. I love what Nico Collins did. But is this sustainable, or are they going to need some more help for Nico Collins, especially as they face a much better secondary? That was kind of like an element that we didn't really get into. Indianapolis secondary, very, 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 very banged up, very, very inexperienced. So if if you were going to be thin somewhere, wide receiver would be be the spot. Career game for Nico Collins, needed every bit of it. But is this sustainable? Are they going to need Robert Woods, Noah Brown, one of those guys, both of those guys, something? We know the someone answer, to right? step up. Like we know the answer to that. Like, like you, you, you need you need another weapon on, uh, as a receiver because as much as we were like, okay, who's it going to be? Who could it be? Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, John Mechie. It's not happening this year. I mean, I don't mean to be jumping cold water on a great moment here, but it's not happening. Uh, Mechie, I mean, we're, we're talking 17 games, 18 weeks. Uh, they, they couldn't get it done when they had the best opportunity of the year in the most important game. So, yes, you have to get one or both of these guys back. Have to. If Noah Brown's not back this week, I think you got to start considering elevating Steven Sims or something I like agree. that. I agree. Because at some point, and I, and I know they're being really cautious with Steven Sims, and they don't want to elevate him because he's out of elevation. So he would have to be on the active roster, which means you would have to get rid of someone if Noah Brown can't go this week, I mean, maybe you hold off hope that you beat the Browns and then he can come back later. But it's it, they they need to find other ways mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're dependent on Nico right now. You, you need to find someone else that you can get the rock to because now now he's going against a completely different caliber uh, of corner at, as we get into the playoffs, and and it's going to be a lot more difficult for them. And and as far as Nico, uh, if those other guys don't go. He's he's not going to have 195 yards. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that and I don't think Amari Cooper is going to have 265. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, with that defense and the pressure that they can bring. By the way, that offensive line of the Texans against a really really good defensive front that we talked about a lot, just really two sacks and not a lot of pressures. I mean, I know the one that. I mean, you take out, away the false starts, you would say it was about as yeah. good as you could expect from yeah. the O line. Yeah. So so yeah, it was a good good job by them. But the other thing about Nico, and I know you've got the same uh, probably. Uh, you know, texts and tweets that I did. Do you think he's a, a number one wide receiver now? Do you think he's a number one wide re- Look, it was a career game. 
I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. Well, you gotta. I, I gotta ask. But like, my my question back would be like, what what is a number one wide receiver to you? Like, I think I think well, Nico is a piece. I think Nico's really good. But tell me what a number one wide receiver is. Well, like, because when I think about, it, I think of Justin Jefferson. I think of Jamar Chase. I'm thinking about. Uh, Cooper Cup. I'm thinking about Tyreek. You don't think he should get paid like those guys? No, I don't. Yeah. But I, but I do and think that's I, the answer. I think, right, he's, exactly. I, I think he's in the T. Higgins type of type yes. of category. Uh, and and I think C.J. Stroud clearly likes him. But look, I would I would love to add more wide receivers. I would yes. I would like there to be a Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill type of situation. Uh, but yeah. He's a number one here, and and he's a big time player, and he's definitely a guy that they need to bring back. But as far as like a number one, you got to tell me what you mean by a number one wide receiver, and I, and it doesn't even matter at this point. Well, let me illustrate it for you. This is D'Amico Ryan's this year. I mean, excuse me, Nico Collins this year. He's had 195 yards receiving, 191, 168, and 146. He's had four games over 146 yards receiving. He's also though had 13. 18, 30, I mean, I know you 39, 34. So I know you're not going to have 160 yards receiving every game, but he had five games with 34 yards or less too. Yeah. That's a number two. That's a yeah. guy that, that you know, is going to be an unbelievable asset if you get another dude. No, I mean, like, if, if we're looking at this and we want to compare this, like Ayuk with the 49ers, he's their best wide receiver. Do you think Nico Collins is in that class? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I, th I think he might be above that class. But when you when you start saying is he a number one wide receiver, it, he might be the. Mm -hmm. But a like when we're when 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 you say that to me, that's what that's what I wonder. I, look, he's performing like this. CJ trusts him uh, in the right time. I I do think he's going to need a little bit of help because, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be going against a, a a much better secondary. And if if it's this blatantly obvious, and I was actually kind of surprised that the Colts didn't put. We talk about the Texans, and as we head into this Browns game, we talk about D'Amico Ryan's not paying more attention to Amari Cooper. What the hell were the Colts doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Gus Bradley is doing that same game plan. I mean Gus Bradley. It looks like you ironed your coaching outfit about fifteen times. Like, were you paying attention during the game? <laughs> It, it it was like couldn't have been better timed, but uh, this is going to be a different world. And I think you put it best. He's the number one wide receiver right now. He's not a number one. I mean, wide and that receiver. was a dog performance, though. Yeah. I mean, and and, and CJ clearly yeah. trust him, and CJ trust him when it matters most. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. I do think it's something to keep an eye on, though, uh, as time goes on. Uh, ESPN uh, and and ABC they were kind of salivating over D'Amico, who by the way we'll hear. Uh, at noon, live right here on Sports Radio 610. They were also salivating uh, over C.J. Stroud. Uh, here was uh, some some other national takes on the Texans. This is Ocho Cinco and uh, Shannon Sharp. And really, for all the talk about, you know, uh, the trenches and all that type of stuff, it, this, this is really what matters. This is Shannon Sharp uh, and Ocho Cinco on the nightcap. Be this far ahead of the learning curve as a rookie already with a chance to cleanse the division and already yes. change the franchise around in a short amount of time. Man, that young fella, man, see this right. I'm going to give you flowers early, baby. For him to be a rookie and to go on the road with so much at stake, he doesn't play like a rookie. There's a reason he has that captaincy on his chest. There's right. a reason why that when he's in the game, you don't hope to win, you expect to expect win. To win. And yeah. that's what the expectations are for the Houston Texans moving forward because they got one. They got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got one. And I mean, that's that's really all that matters. Like this this experience, like the the experience that CJ Stroud's getting. Like we talk about, you know, you talk about, well, they ended the drought and, you know, look where they were and look where they are. I think the 
when I look at this this regime, I look at D'Amico Rands, I look at CJ Stroud, I think about the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. I think about can. the ultimate. I think about the and ultimate goal, and I think in order to get to the ultimate goal, you got to have experience like what CJ Stroud is going to get Saturday, and hopefully past Saturday, and what he had last Saturday. Like Peyton Manning had to. Tom Brady's really the only one that comes in there guns blazing, and he mm-hmm. comes in for Drew Bledsoe, and he never really looks back. Like it's right. it's it's immediate, but. All these other guys, like you look at all the great quarterbacks, they had to walk off the field in disappointment, and they and they had to they had to get this experience. And I, I just think the experience is is beyond valuable when it when it comes to reaching the long term goal, not just you know surprising people and winning division. That's what it takes. And and the it, I, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this. This is such a winnable game, and all bets are off after that. Like if you're able to win this game and you're able to win this this game, who knows how stuff shapes up. Like who knows how the other games go? Like if if Pittsburgh pulls off the upset of Buffalo or Miami pulls off the upset of Kansas City and you win, you don't have to play Baltimore in no. round two. Mm-hmm. If Baltimore is going to be fully rested, they're the best team in the league. If one of those upsets happen and you win, you're you're you don't have to do that. There's a chance you might even get to host a game. Yeah. Like so that that is the that's the thing to me that I think is wild is that this thing can start shaping up to where. The experience gets crazy, and then, and then things get really, really nuts. But I, but I, I just don't like. I don't know how this, this the, what C.J. Stroud is doing. I don't I don't know how like there, there's there's no guarantees that things are always going to go your way. But I just don't know how it how it doesn't reach the ultimate peak with the way that he performs, with the way that he plays, with the way that D'Amico Ryan's coaches. That that to me is my biggest takeaway. Is that you know moving forward. I don't know if it's next year. I don't know if it's three years from now. I don't know if it's five years from now. But that ultimate goal is is it, it looks about as as in as good of a place as it could possibly look. It's in play probably more so than it's ever been. Even though this team has had some moments, uh, you know, back uh, in the Kubiak years, and certainly when you got Deshaun, you start thinking about it a little bit. But like all the elements uh, together has never happened. You've had the coach and the defense. And, and certainly the running back, but not the quarterback. You've had the quarterback, but not the coach. Right now, you've got the coach, you've got the quarterback, and you've got the defense You know, already uh, uh, starting, starting to grow. So the, all the elements are there. You can think about any of those things. It's going to be exciting. Coming up, the hits are lit. They are way too lit. The Texans, they're hosting a playoff game, and Houston is hosting a national championship game tonight the coach of the michigan wolverines weighs in on nico collins uh, and we'll also go around the league hits are lit next it's the most anticipated wnba season in history and you know what that means court is back in session welcome to queens of the court an odyssey original podcast i'm your girl cheryl swoop and i'm jordan robinson all wnba season long we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes analysis on your favorite teams and lots of hot take order order in the court follow and listen to queens of the court on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts it's reaction monday presented by shoppers john deere on sports radio 610 live from the twin peak studios here's in the loop with john lopez and landry locker all right the hits are lit here on in the loop on sports radio 610 Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, Texans 23, the Colts 
19, C.J. Stroud, couple touchdown passes in the first half. Nico Collins, nine catches, 195 yards. We talk a lot about the offense, the offense, the offense, the Mm -hmm. offense. There were some up-and-down moments for the defense, but those linebackers performed at a very good level. Uh, Christian Harris and and Blake Cashman and Denzel Perriman, all three of those guys had really, really good games. We look at the tackles, and we've talked about Harris and – Cashman being at the top. Uh, PFF had Denzel Perriman uh, ranked as the, the Texans' highest-rated linebacker. He was actually fourth overall behind Colin Stroud and just Derek Barnett uh, on the PFF grades, which we take with a grain of salt. But Denzel Perriman played his ass off, as did those other two guys. If they get the linebackers playing well, that's that D'Amico uh, magic dust that you talk about. Yeah, the pixie dust. And Christian Harris has been on a tear, man. Like, it's it's every week now uh, that Harris County gets it done. Uh, but here's the other part. It's really hard when, when Jonathan Taylor is just shredding you to say, oh, but the defense. However, I think you can in certain spots. Like, like if you, if you look at this team, they only gave up 17 points, 19 with the, with the safety. So there's that. And you mentioned the linebackers. I thought – key moments as much as they were getting moved around in the running game and a lot of it had to do with Jonathan Taylor the interior defensive line like 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 the interior defensive line made some big time plays when it mattered it, you know Malik Collins Khalil Davis Khalil Davis up, made man? made two plays up, dog he threw he, he threw, did a suplex he yeah. threw Taylor <laughs> down like a damn rag doll yeah. that, that minus 4 so at you, the end. look there is a yeah but yeah but they gave up all that yard but still they, yeah Jonathan Taylor's a good running back yeah the, but really they, they made the plays yeah yeah it was really really nice uh, Sunday, all eyes were on Titans versus Jags. Uh, the Titans topped the Jags 28-20. to Derrick Henry, 19 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown in, in what will most likely be his final game as a Titan. Uh, Titans, after getting roughed up by the Texans a couple of weeks, uh, the Tennessee Titans will be one of the best things that happened to the Texans this weekend because they give the Texans the AFC South division. Pimped them. <laughs> the, the, the Texans are the Titans pimp. What else can I do for you, sir? Oh, go ahead and beat the Jags. We said we're going to whoop your ass this week, <laughs> yeah. and then next week I want y'all you gonna, to do this yeah. yep, and give us the championship. Yeah. And they did. And uh, a lot of Texans fans probably felt a little dirty. And where's my cut? Having to root for the Titans. <laughs> and they did, and it, and it actually paid off. Jags. Now, where are those people now? No playoffs for I can't rule for the Titans under any circumstance. Yeah. Well. You should have yesterday, I guess. <laughs> well. Uh, so the NFL playoffs, this is how it lays out. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they have a bye. They're just kind of chilling. They didn't have to play anyone this week, so they're just kind of hanging out. Uh, on Saturday, your Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns, the four-seed Texans versus the five-seed Browns, 3.30 p.m. on NBC. So you're going to get a little NBC action, a tradition like no other. Houston Texans, first playoff game on Saturday. Uh, who would have thunk it? Most people. So you got Texans versus Browns. Saturday night, 7 p.m., the Miami Dolphins, they lost yesterday. Some would say that they choked it away to the Buffalo Bills. They choked away that AFC East that they wanted so badly. As a result, they will be the sixth seed. They will travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs at 7 p.m. on Peacock. What's wrong with that? Kansas City Chiefs versus Miami Dolphins. They put the Chiefs on Peacock. Peacock. Shoot, I've seen a lot of people complaining about it. I have, it. too. 
But I, it's, who cares? It's, well, it's, I got to sign up for a streaming service to watch the game. McLean thinks it's like a Taylor Swift theory where Taylor Swift fans will want to watch it. So they'll. But the, the it's actually is, smart if that's the real reason. I'll tell you this though, and, and maybe this is me knowing too much information and kind of exposing myself. Um, a lot of Taylor Swift fans already have Peacock because of some of the shows. That's what Keeping Up with the Kardashians is on, and there's some other stuff. So. Uh, a lot of Taylor Swift fans already have Peacock, and it's it's bundled. Let's see, I'm not the right person to ask on this because I I've had it with one of the bundles that I got. So I don't. I mean, I didn't know that many people don't have it. Yeah, is that true? You think Peacock's like a common thing? I mean, it's you, it's you think bundled. it is like an oven? It was given away for free. Yeah, at it's one bundled. Point. If you got like Xfinity, yeah, I, I, I got. I didn't ask for it. I got it. I don't even pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. Some people were worried about this. Mm-hmm. I'm. Whatever, I'll be watching the game. You'll find I got a way it. to watch it if no, you want to watch it. it. Yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, for sure. Sunday noon on CBS, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How about Mike Tomlin? How about man, Mike that, is, that is crazy. <laughs> man. They, they, I they, feel like nobody's really is talking about that, man. They are like they know how to back that ass up into the playoffs. Yeah, they do. Like they, they, juvenile, juvenile. <laughs> they should just play juvenile all the time because there have been so many times where they've just backed that ass up into the playoffs. Hey, Ten and seven, man. And Pittsburgh is in the playoffs. They're going to be in Buffalo to take on the Bills. Now, that's the good news. Here's the bad news. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do so without T.J. Watt. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Watt is not going to be able to right? go. Grade 2, MCL. He's not going to be able to uh, play. By the way, he's the first player in NFL history to lead the sa- uh, league in sacks three times. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. And the only two people to have multiple 19-sack uh, seasons are he and his brother. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> But they will not have him, Mason Rudolph, undefeated since they uh, went he to been him. Playing, he been playing all right, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think they have a chance? No. Because if either Pittsburgh or Miami wins and the Texans win, then that means you will not have to face the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'll be pulling. They reseed. Uh, yeah, I'll be pulling for Pittsburgh, but I, I really don't think they have a chance. Mike Tomlin is a separate thing. I mean, they're just as we've been talking about, like just incredible. They've had three coaches since, like, 1971. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, it's a double-digit betting line. It's it's Buffalo, Buffalo minus 10 right now. Okay, I thought I saw 10 M- and Maybe a half. you can get a hook there, but it's it's 10, and a half, it's 10 points right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami is just a three-and-a-half-point uh, three dog against Kansas City, uh, and the Texans are right now a two-and-a-half-point uh, dog to the Browns. On the NFC, 3.30 p.m., Fox. Mike McCarthy takes on his former team, the Green Bay Packers, as the Dallas Cowboys host Green Bay. Dallas right now a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And, oh, by the way, Dallas getting some luck. Philadelphia, A.J. Brown gets Mm -hmm. carted off. Jalen Hurts, his middle finger is going in different directions. (laughs) They're an absolute disaster right now. Dallas Cowboys right now, perhaps – the hottest team in the NFC. And that's not where the luck continues. Sometimes when other teams suffer injuries, it's not good. You don't root for it, but you get luck. The Detroit Lions, Hardo Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. all gas, no breaks. Sam Laporta yesterday injured. Doesn't look good for him. The best tight end in the NFL. Lions could be without him. And they're hosting a familiar face. 7 p.m. on NBC. Matthew Stafford so good. returns to Detroit they got a shot to take too, on man. the Lions, and the Lions are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the, the Rams. Rams are starting to uh, play well. I like the Rams. The Rams got Cooper Cup, <laughs> yep. and they got Puka, mm-hmm. and they got Williams, and they got that guy named Aaron Donald, and they got all the experience. 
I like the Rams a lot. I do too, and that is a hint. And the Laporta thing's huge. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, huge. The Laporta. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, he's that, he's the best it, tight end in the league this you year. You said it kind of in passing, and maybe some people were raising an eyebrow. I don't. He's the best tight end in the NFL this year. Yeah, this year yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he's gone. I mean, imagine the Chiefs. How'd they do without Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Monday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backed into the playoffs, nine and eight. They won yesterday. They're going to host the NFC, the, the the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Eagles have to go to Tampa Bay, that that tough luck where the wild card, and I'm sure Cleveland's feeling the same way. you got to go to Tampa Bay, and you're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I, I don't know about this I've one. never seen a team I, just break like the Eagles have. That's what I was going to say. Ever since Sirianni ran through that tunnel yelling at Chiefs fans, they've fallen apart. That's true. I don't believe in the Bucks for obvious reasons, although Mike Evans. But well, do you could, believe in the Eagles? With that's what I was going to say. But what is there to believe about in the Eagles? And and you know the other thing I'm on this game. I hate Monday night playoff games. Why? It just feels come weird. on, man. It just feels like come un, on, man. Unfair almost. You know, it just feels like come on, just feels play cool. on Sunday. Feels I'm, cool. I mean, I'll watch it. It's cool to be watching on a. Uh, Monday night football playoff game, but I, I just feel like if I was at any, either of those teams, I'd be like, man, what are you doing to us? Uh, speaking of Monday night playoff games, there's one down the street. Ooh, Hopefully you're a, baby. a fan of that one. Jim Harbaugh, uh, he was at uh, College Media Day, uh, and you know he was asked about his future NFL head coaching rumors all over the place. By the way, Ron Rivera and Arthur Smith both fired. Uh, here's Jim Harbaugh, though, being asked about his future uh, in downtown Houston. No idea about that. Couldn't be more happy to be here. This is uh, this is tremendous scene. They do everything big in Texas. This is cool. Right where we want to be, Heather. This is where we this is where we work to get there. I understand your one track focus on this, but people are wondering about the future of Michigan's football program. You're obviously a big part of that, and I know the administration wants you back. Have you told them and assured them that you will be here after the season? Yeah, there's a calendar. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly talk about the future. Uh, I hope to have one. How about that? A future? I hope to have one. Yes. Thank you. Come on, man. All right. Hey. Can you be any more vague and make people wonder about you even more? Yeah. By the way, snagged a couple tickets yesterday. Oh, you're going to the game. I'm going, baby. Okay, there you go. I'm going to the game. There you go. How about that? There you go. Congratulations. It's a 630 start, so I'm good. There (laughs) you go. Don't worry about that. So you're going to the game. Yeah, man. Okay. How about that? That's nice, man. Yeah. Did you? What'd you? What'd you spend? Probably you probably had like an ex. You could probably buy a candy bar. You probably had a twenty dollar bill. You got two tickets and a Snickers. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was exactly was it. What it cost? Yeah, <laughs> got a little extra. Did Mattress Matt give you tickets? No. Be honest. Hand to God. Okay. One hundred percent. Client. One hundred percent. No, no, no. I just snagged a couple. Okay. Well. Yeah. You enjoy Lopez that. going to be in the suite. Watch. You enjoy that. No, I'm not take in the, a suite. the suite. Hand to God. I'm not in the suite. Nobody getting you know mattress Mac all that stuff. Nobody didn't give them to me. Section one hundred one's looking pretty good though. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, yeah. Well, you enjoy yourself out there. I man. will. You can you can bet on that. You enjoy yourself out there. Should be uh, should be a good time for sure. Nico Collins got a feeling he's going to be there. Once upon a time, oh, yeah. a young man out of Alabama turned down Nick Saban. And went up north to Michigan to play for Jim Harbaugh. 
That man was on display Saturday night as a Houston Texan. Nine catches, 195 yards, and a touchdown. And after the game, he went up to the podium. How about that? Nico Collins had a podium game. He did. And did you see what he was wearing? I did not. He was wearing a Michigan leather jacket. Oh, okay. Yes, he was. He was representing. Here's Jim Harbaugh talking about that. And the sound you're going to hear at the beginning, it's not Jim Harbaugh uh, touching the mic. It's Jim Harbaugh beating his chest because <laughs> he felt it so much. Here's Jim Harbaugh on Nico Collins. It was fun to watch. I think he had nine <laughs> targets, uh, nine receptions, ton of yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, it was just great. And you just go back and think about the, you know, the time when he was in high school. Uh, visiting him as a school, I mean, reporting as a freshman, how hard he worked to put himself in that position, warms the cockles of the heart. Then to see him standing at the podium after the game in the letter jacket, I mean, that was that was really cool. So uh, it's great. Keep doing you, Nico. It's working. It is working. Jim Harbaugh. Just <sighs> he, he sure as hell was following that NFL game pretty closely, I will say. Mm-hmm. And there's job openings. Yeah, there's Good job ones. openings. Yeah, you got the uh, number two overall pick. Atlanta Falcons, the uh, Washington Commanders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. Who knows what else? If I were Jacksonville, I'd fire Doug Peterson. Uh, I, would, I, I would move on. I don't on. know about that one. I would move on. Tennessee might just come me. open. Well, Mike Vrabel and the Patriots. That no, crap. that's a separate thing. I think there's a By little- the way, thank you for, for calling out what you called out the other day, Figgy. Good Lord. What happened? I'm so sick of these damn reports that don't say anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Someone reported this weekend about Mike Vrabel, and it it literally said, and I I forgot who it was. It's probably Jeremy Fowler, but I don't know because this is how Jeremy Fowler reports. It said, Mike Vrabel will meet with the Tennessee Titans uh, this weekend to discuss his future. No He could remain the head coach. He could be fired and, and, and be let free, or he could be traded to another team. Thanks for covering all grounds. <laughs> Thanks for the report. What else are the options? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on those injuries, though. Sam Laporta, Hurts, A.J. Brown, who knows? Texans injury report comes out. Let's hear from D'Amico Ryan's. Maybe he'll give us some clarity. I doubt it on the injuries. But I, I am intrigued to hear uh, from the leader of the Houston Texans uh, during a playoff reaction Monday. Let's hear from D'Amico Ryan's live, 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 right here on Sports Radio 610. Perfect way to start lunch next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.